This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter, and my voice is very raw because it's coming off of a couple of days of some pretty crazy wrestling shows, doing some video production. But we are here. This is a show where we talk about people with people in and around independent professional wrestling. You can check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and IndieWrestling.us for past episodes and a lot of great, great interviews of this program uh, over the years. And uh, of course, subscribe to it on your uh, iTunes or your Google Podcasts or wherever you like to do the podcast thing or uh, find it on uh, YouTube and uh, the Facebook. Yeah, that's the thing, the Facebook with IndieWrestling.us. That's, of course, where we do go live there amongst other places, but the conversation is happening over on the Facebook page. So follow IndieWrestling.us, Wrestling Mayhem Show on Facebook so you can get those notifications when we do go live and when you see events for who's coming up as well. Uh, also, if you have any questions for anybody that we have prom- promoted coming up uh, on those sites, uh, you can drop us a line at goodtimes at wrestlingmayhemshow.com or 412-206-WMS0, uh, as well as, uh, hey, we can only watch so much wrestling, and apparently there's like twice as much wrestling as there was like a year ago, and it's just growing. Uh, so if there's anybody that we're missing out on that you think would be a great conversation for the show, please hit us up on those lines as well. We are taking requests and trying to schedule those out too. We've had a lot of great surprise interviews uh, thanks to uh, fan uh, submissions as well. So it's Sunday when, as we're recording this, and while it may not be a school day, we are going to get educated today as the professor, Jacob Edwin, is with us here in the studio. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, professor Jacob Edwin in for Sunday school. Mm-hmm. It's It's existed in the past, so... If you've just let out of church, if you've just had your brunch, sit down and uh, be prepared to absorb a little bit of knowledge. Uh, if you pay close attention, you might just be able to slip and fall and accidentally become a better wrestler, a better wrestling fan. There's lots of things that you can improve upon uh, just by listening to me. Mm-hmm. This, this podcast is going to raise the collective IQ of your entire uh, social media following. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. I appreciate uh, it. I guess first Thank off, like we, we should mention, uh, you are uh, coming right off of a pretty uh, hellacious ladder match last night. I believe it was a six-way uh, ladder match for a contract for number one contendership. Unfortunately, you didn't secure the win, but uh, it was a very crowded front up there. Yeah, it's uh, that was that was six of the top competitors in RWA. Uh, make no mistake, uh, I tried my best and. It's something I've posted on on Facebook and Instagram before. Uh, you may be able to beat me, but you're going to have to absolutely destroy me. Uh, I was, you know, picked up. Jason Raditz picked me up with a ladder. Yeah, and gave me a jawbreaker. That and uh, so if I'm if my speech is a little slowed down, it's uh, I may not have gotten ice on it fast enough and. Uh, then just after, you know, shortly after that, I was superplexed to the outside on top of about ten people. Um, so they, 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 I may not have won, but they really had to put me away. 
I, I think I think like the majority of the field was helped out of the ring afterwards. No kidding. So yeah, in, including I think Rev even needed the, the the winner of that needed a little bit of help too. So right, he was, uh, he was walking with a limp the rest of the night. Yeah, none none of us really walked out of that unscathed. You can't really escape a ladder match. Uh, you know, I, I try to learn every uh, something from every match. You know, there's got to be something I can walk away from. So you know, I try to walk away from my matches improved, better than. Something about ladder matches or cage matches that you you walk away a little less than, mm-hmm. um, and that's yeah, what they're designed for. They're designed to, you know, be this this penultimate or this ultimate clash of of finality. And and a ladder match is a is a one of the uh, one of our highest highest tests of a pro wrestler. Not just you know, uh, obviously their smarts. Um, I think a lot of wrestlers don't test their smarts these days, but. Uh, test of, of physical acumen. You know, the, the, the common man has had a fight on the street, you know, potentially. There's no man that's been hit in the face with a ladder intentionally. There's no man, no average man that's walked around that knows what being slammed on, slammed through, hit with, hit, you know, uh, how heavy those ladders can be. You know, you just climb a ladder to paint. Or to get to the top of your roof, you you don't know what it feels like to fall off of it if you're fortunate enough, and you also don't know what it's like to be hit with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a scar on my arm. If you follow me on Facebook or on Instagram, uh, you can see that uh, I posted, and, and I've been told the picture doesn't do it justice, but there's just a giant scratch and scrape from the ladder on my on my inner right arm, and you know that's that's the least of it. You know, that's that's just what you can see. There's mm-hmm. so many things you don't see and you don't feel that you just. The fans, the fans. I'm not sure they can entirely empathize with it or or really understand what we're going through. And so sometimes, and sometimes that's that's our own fault. You know, how many times do you see wrestlers out there being acting too tough, acting like it doesn't hurt? It absolutely hurts. I'll never understand that. I'll never understand trying to act like it doesn't hurt. Of course, it hurts. Uh, but now I'm rambling. I'm gonna. You're gonna have to cut me off sometimes. So I'm, I'm, it's an education. It's an education. Absolutely. That's fine. Well, I, I, I first want to kind of dive in where the education started for you in professional wrestling. I like to ask people, um, what what was kind of your first uh, experience or earliest memory of professional wrestling for you? Uh, as a participant or before that? Uh, before that, as a as, as a, a fan. fan. Like, how, when did it kind of get on your radar? The earliest memory I have, um, I don't remember starting to watch wrestling. I just remember watching wrestling. So the earliest memory i have funnily enough i had to be five five or six um and uh uh we were we were staying with somebody and uh, a friend of mine and i put a a one dollar bet on the rock and stone cold (laughs) and i unfortunately bet on the rock and he lost uh, and so from then on, I, I just, you know, a five-year-old's brain is, is so undeveloped. I was like, well, Stone Cold won. I have to cheer for him now. And then I remember from that point on being a legitimate Stone Cold fan, mm-hmm. um, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, obviously being, you know, one of the biggest uh, wrestlers ever. Um, and, and The Rock, obviously, right up there now. And uh, Rock might be more of a household name. I've met I've met plenty of people now that know The Rock as a movie star and don't even know he was a pro wrestler. Oh yeah, which is shocking and hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, there's not much that's hard for me to wrap my head around, but uh, so uh, now I can go back and appreciate obviously the merits of both of them. But that's that's my earliest memory is is betting on pro wrestling of all things and. <laughs> And you're the gambling five-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stone Cold won, and so, well, now I have to cheer for Stone Cold all the time, and mm-hmm. that's what I did. <laughs> that's what everybody did, it feels like. 
So how did you uh, kind of grow from that to like, at what point was it growing up or, or later on that, that you had in your head, like, Oh, I want to get in there. I want to, I want to become a part of this. Well, in high school, um, in high school, I met a friend who I would eventually start wrestling with. Um, but he was one of the first friends I had that also enjoyed pro wrestling. You know, I remember in elementary school, I found a guy who liked pro wrestling, but, and we would talk about pro wrestling until his real friends came around and he would stop and ignore mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen that before. And it wouldn't be until years later that I could really think about that and understand what was happening. He was ashamed to like wrestling and to be seen talking to me liking wrestling. Um, that's probably the start of, uh, one of my more bitter demeanors, but uh, then eventually in high school, I actually found real wrestling friends that were fine with talking about liking pro wrestling. And uh, eventually, as we came to graduate and as it came time to ask, you know, what are you going to do after graduation? He explained that there were schools, there were schools for this. And that had never occurred to me. It never occurred to me to 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 seek out a school to actually get into pro wrestling. Like for me, I was just a lifelong fan. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to just enjoy it. Uh, but then someone said, you know, you could do it. I said, you can do it. That's, and that was the, that was the end all be all. And, uh, you can find old pictures and I post them all the time. Pictures of me in high school. I had, I had long hair halfway down my back, long curly hair. I wore Gothic clothing. I wore the, the trip pants that you got from hot topic. And, uh, I actually weighed about, uh, 230 pounds. Um, and, uh, then I started when I first started wrestling, it was really the first exercise I had ever done, um, and uh, that that was enough to help me lose about like sixty pounds. I dropped down to one hundred and sixty, and then I was very slim, too slim, really. Uh, since then, I've been able to put put on more more muscle. But it was the first athletics I had really done, and so I was able to. It, it just the weight just fell off, and it really it really turned it turned my life around. So pro wrestling has it was the first thing I really cared about. Uh, everything else was, was, you know, uh, academics came easily to me. I mean, too easy. It was just something I could just do. And that, you know, that helps contribute to, to what I'm able to bring to the wrestling ring where, you know, learning has been so easy. And that was the other thing is, uh, one of the first times I got in a pro wrestling ring and eventually we would, you know, after it wasn't even the first day. You know, how many stories have you heard where pro wrestling training didn't start with, uh, you know, you, you never got in the ring until, you know, days later after mm-hmm. being, you know, run ragged. Uh, but when we finally got into the ring, I, I remember being so excited. You know, nothing nothing excited me more. And uh, we were taught how to run the ropes and I ran the ropes. And everyone before me, they said, you know, all right, correct this, do this, do this. After I ran the ropes, uh, it was said out loud by the by the head trainer. You know, some some people you have to sit there and you have to walk through everything. Some people look like they've been running the ropes for six months. And uh, it's you know, learning learning this stuff comes very easily to me. Um, if I'm physically capable of it, I'm I'm going to pick it up very quick. Nice, nice. Anything surprise you when he got in there and was like, "Oh, this is what it's all about"? Like uh, you know, at, going from a fan to to trying to learn. No. No, not particularly. I'm trying to put myself back there, but um, it was it was really everything I wanted it to be. You know, I, I once I learned that you could start start training somewhere and start being in a school, I started to read up and study up. Shockingly, uh, I would <laughs> study up and I would read uh, you know wrestlers' books about how they started, mm-hmm. and everybody, 
you know, it was a dingy little like dungeon, you know, you hear about the dungeon and these dingy little like ragged places and pro wrestling training does not start, you know, unless you start in the performance center, uh, it, it yeah. does, it does not start, uh, shiny and new. It's, it's very, it's much more like a, like a Rocky movie, you know, the, the, it's very humble beginnings. And so that's what I wanted. <laughs> I, I wanted I, every, every great started out, you know, with those humble beginnings and that's what I wanted. So I was very happy to see that. And, um, you know, one of the first memories I have is, is the smell. You, you walk into a wrestling, now I can walk into a wrestling training school and I could be blind and I'll know I'm in a wrestling school because mm -hmm. it smells like a wrestling school and just sweat and hopes and dreams and a little bit of like iron from the blood or from the, from the weightlifting equipment. Um, it, it's a very, now it's almost intoxicating, but, uh, surprises. Um, no, not particularly. Uh, I mean, you, you can never fully prepare for the characters you're going to come across in pro wrestling, just the types of people that it attracts and the types of people that try to do this all the time. Um, I have never met people more eclectic than, than a wrestling group. I've met stand up comedians. I've met, uh, bands. I've met, uh, you know, people that would be, you know, those are the most comparable uh, lines of work, you know, as far as comparisons of travel and how you start and how you gain success. You know, there's there's a lot of ability in it, but then there's a lot of luck and who you know. And, you know, I can really identify with a lot of um, comedians, stand-up comedians and, uh, uh, you know, artists, musical artists that I that I meet and come across because we have similar – we have similar weekend plans. And, mm -hmm. uh so, but even of all the artists and comedians I meet, uh, wrestling still, nobody holds a candle to the types of characters and people you're going to meet that are trying to become pro wrestlers and try to become these larger than life people. So this, this presentation of, of the, as, as the professor, mm -hmm. was this something that kind of came from the beginning of it or, or was it developing over time as you, as you kind of got in the ring and started traveling and doing this? Well, um, it was always present. It was always something. The professor is so me. Um, but of course you're told not to be you when you mm -hmm. first start, you know, all of the greats will say, and you've heard it over and over, you know, the best, the best characters or the best, you know, things you see out there are yourself turned up to 11. Um, you know, that's what you, that's what you hear. But then when you start and you try to be yourself, you don't know what that is. You don't know what that looks like. You don't know what that feels like. So, I was given something entirely off. I mean, uh, my very first match, if you can call it that, um, I still had the long hair. And so, uh, uh, my uncle lovingly told me, he's like, you know what you should be? You should be the grateful Fred, <laughs> this, this like hippie thing. And, and, you know, I wasn't even that familiar with the band, the grateful dead. So I, I didn't really know what to do with myself, but you know, so it very unofficially, the very first match I ever had, I was the grateful Fred, um, and trying to throw up peace signs. And, uh, I was very ill prepared in a lot of ways, but, uh, you know, later on when I had a little more control over it, um, uh, you can find matches with this name. Uh, I started out as Jacob Young, uh, and, uh, eventually that would become, uh, the Marvel Jacob Young cause I was a big Marvel fan and I still am. Um, you know, so I would, I would come out with Iron Man masks or Captain America shields or, you know, what have you, uh, just trying to identify with, with kids or like trying to be something I wasn't. 
Um, because as much as I enjoy superheroes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no cosplayer. I'm no, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I go to, you know, I'd be happy to go to like a comic con, but I don't like people that much. So I can't really be around that many people, but it, it, it was something I wasn't supposed to be. Uh, and then eventually it just kind of came about, you know, later in my career, about halfway through now, I've been wrestling seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh you know rwa fans wouldn't know that or you know the people that would be familiar with both myself and your podcast but uh so about probably two maybe two three years ago i started really letting myself come through and uh there was no better way to illustrate that than to just start calling myself the professor you know, a lot of times I get asked, you know, uh, what are you a professor of? Where did you study? And I mean, ultimately, it's all just the ring. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 ring psychology one hundred and one. It's squared circle biology or geometry, um, and it's it's things. These are these are what I'm a master in. I'm a very well studied person and a very well read person, um, but. As far as um, you know, you're you're not going to find a certificate anywhere. Um, but you know, you're never going to question that when you, you you can hear me speak. You, mm-hmm. you you're hearing me speak right now. You're not going to question whether or not it's it's not going to be a question of how smart I am. You're you're going to be able to tell that. You're going to be able to. That's going to be able to come across. Um, you know, I am the professor, and that is me. So it it just it eventually just came out. Uh, uh, throughout the years so no it wasn't my whole career and that may be slowed me down but it was time it was time to be the professor it, it came about when it was supposed to come about i'm 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 willing to believe that and the, the right people have seen that it's 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 come across and i don't know how many times backstage i was called a professor before i was called that on stage mm-hmm. uh you know just people amazed by my my knowledge or my quick wit or um, yeah, you know, encyclopedic knowledge sometimes of pro wrestling, and and there's always more to learn. There's always more to study, you know. And I I, I keep going. It's it's easiest to go back by decade, and you know, and that also comes from listening to the greats and understanding the greats and the more knowledgeable people. You know, I have some of my friends can absolutely beat me in wrestling knowledge, and so I just listen to them a lot, and so I try to absorb what I can from them. So it, it, we, I've seen this personally, you know, the, the bulk of what I know about you is from being at RW, RWA and you've been there for, I think, two to three years at this point. Does that seem right? Two years. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've seen it come out. Yeah. I think first with the faction and then and now you're getting you're getting um, your own interview segment of mm-hmm. sorts with uh, Edwin's Lessons, yep. which and I don't know too many places where they do more than uh, send you out with a microphone to interview somebody like right. you have. The chalkboard and a, a set yes. <laughs> when yes. you're out there, and and some interesting things seem to happen there. Well, um, that's all by design as far as the set. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen places that use an interview segment, and all they do is two steel chairs that they had, mm-hmm. uh, and they just sit down and they have a microphone, and it's always something like uh, the the love shack with so and so or the. You know the the interview segment with what's his face. Nobody has a Geratron Geratron five thousand, right? And yeah. you know you're not going to be able to have the Geratron everywhere, but I wanted to have something that I know I could take with me, and mm-hmm. I I can bring that. That's all mine. That's mm-hmm. not you know that's something I paid for and I had and um, ideas that I had, and I wanted to have Edwin's lessons because it's exactly like you said. You don't know how many places do that, and I wanted if I was going to do that, I was going to do it completely. 
And I'm happy to do that elsewhere, but a lot of places won't make the time for it. They don't really want to shake up or have the variety in their show that way. And, uh, it's some, I mean, I really enjoy doing it. I really like teaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, 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 it's kind of perfect for me. I really like teaching. And so, uh, and for some reason the fans really don't appreciate it. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I, I guess I come across as every teacher you didn't like in high school or in college. Um, and, uh, it's, it's not, that's not something I'm trying to do. It's just kind of naturally me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like doing the interview segment despite how ruined it ends up getting. Uh, I mean, if I had it my way every time, it would just be me. Uh, but I wanted to do something to contribute to the show as well. You know, I'm not entirely selfish. Uh, so I like having guests on and it's usually, it's either people that I respect, you know, people that I consider a peer and that would be able to help me guest speak. Um, or it's people that I think really need to learn something. I don't know mm-hmm. how many times I've tried to have Justin Idol on my show and teach him something, and it just will not get through to him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, some he's been having some marital issues that uh, I think that maybe got weirder last last night with that. Uh, also, I, I I do recall when you had um, probably the most unruly student students of uh, Chris Taylor and, and the Rev Ron Hunt. On oh my one goodness! Time. Uh, <laughs> Class clowns. If I've I've wrestled actual clowns and Crazy Steve, they're the biggest clowns in pro wrestling. Uh, congratulations to the Rev Ron Hunt on winning the the ladder match last night. But uh, you know, it's not like he's not you know uh, f- so physically capable. But boy, those two together. Maybe if I got them separately, I'd be able to actually you know get something accomplished. But the two of them together, you know, those those are the two kids that you split up in the classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, you put them at opposite ends of the classroom if you can. Um, you know, sometimes I've been that kid, but it's time to grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those two, uh, they, they were like children. When you, uh, when you come out, I notice you're coming with a book a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, and interestingly, if you guys haven't seen this, uh, uh, him, him in action, um, sometimes he, uh, I, he, he needs to finish his book before he gets going. Uh, him. so him is Jacob Edwin. Yes. Uh, and, and I'm like, is, is he just finishing it? And, and how, how does that come about? You can't put down a good book. Even for your match. You heard I get it. I get it. And it's called studying. And sometimes you need to do last minute cramming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, ultimately, I mean, realistically, it's just, I don't want to listen to the fans. I've, I'm not stupid. I don't know how many times I have to tell people this. I'm not stupid. I understand that the crowd is not going to enjoy that I come out. Um, so I thank them. I thank them all the time uh, because just because I know they notice me. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thank them for giving me the audience. But I'm more interested in the book than them. You know, that's that's much. Uh, I don't know if you've been able to see some of the books I come out with, but a lot of times it's either wrestling related. You know, it's autobiographies or you know something about. Uh, you know, pro wrestling in general or a time frame, or it's, you know, sometimes I read for pleasure. Sometimes it's, it's just Sherlock Holmes. You know, sometimes you just got to read a little bit about, you know, deduction and being able to, to, to solve the problem. Um, that's, that's a big thing about, you know, what I'm all about is solving problems. Uh, but yeah, ultimately it's, I'd rather read the book than listen to anybody in the crowd. It doesn't matter how loud they get and they get very loud. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they get in my face and here's another thing. While we're on the topic of fans and how annoying they are, um, you know, I know you paid your money and everything, and I know that you're supposed to be able to say whatever you want, and that's great. 
Um, so some, but, some take large liberties with that. I yeah, some take large liberties with that. I can't tell you how many little children have flipped me off. Mm-hmm. You know, which is just speaks to the parenting that they don't get, uh, which is why I have to come out there and be their parent and be their teacher. Um, but uh, there's been a lot. Every show I go to, this is the most unoriginal and wrong thing that I've gotten. Every show I go to, they call me Mr. Clean. I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't understand why they call me Mr. Clean. Uh, RWA has been the first one to bring props, though. Fans are bringing empty <laughs> Mr. Clean bottles and pointing at me and pointing at that. And they're saying, it's like a mirror. It's like, a, I don't see it. It's like a mirror. <laughs> I don't get it. Personally, myself, I, I do not see it. Uh, but so if that could stop, because it's unoriginal. Mm-hmm. Everybody says it. And I don't, know, I don't know why everybody says it, but I don't appreciate it. Well, at least he come off and clean in nature. Yeah, uh, there's no one else could fit that bill as far as just being squeaky clean in pro wrestling. No. Well, uh, it, it's been it's been really awesome to see uh, uh, you growing in in, in in RWA and um, growing into that fan base. Uh, so, what is the uh, the in your seven years of wrestling? What is the best and the worst thing about indie wrestling for you? Mm, that's a touchy topic. As much as you'd like to say in public, yeah, that's called that's called a uh, loaded question, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, best thing, best thing is is the fun. You know, there's there's fun is the best thing to have, obviously. But why would we do this if it wasn't fun? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is this is just what I've wanted to do, and sometimes I have to remind myself of that. Uh, this this has been one of the few thing, things that I care about since discovering wrestling, and at the time it was the only thing I care about. Now, you know, I've grown. I've I've come to to care about a lot of other things, but uh, it is it is still fun. It is supposed to be fun. Uh, as far as the worst thing, um, worst thing is probably uh, I'll go with the easy answer. It's the travel. You know, travel's hard. Mm-hmm. Travel's not easy for everybody. Um, not everyone's built for it, and obviously, some people reflect that in their career. They don't travel that much. They they stay right in their bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you can do both. How many shows do you come across that just run once a month? You know, there's there's at least three other weekends in that in that month that you could be doing something else. Uh, and that does that does an equal amount on our body that the wrestling does. You know, we we go through some hell in a ring, but we also go through hell in a car or hell on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if you're working out regularly and you're a certain size, you you're not meant to be crammed in a car like we have to cram in a car so often. Um, traveling is one of the hardest things and probably probably one of my least favorite things. If if I could just, you know, step out of a door and be be in the ring or be at the show, uh, that would be much preferred. Um, as much as I enjoy you know, going to different places. I've seen places I would have never seen just in my re- regular life. You know, I, I go as far as Georgia, South Carolina, down that way, and I've been as north as you know, New Jersey, New York. I'm going to try and be in Canada this year. You know, mm-hmm. uh, lining some things up. It's the travel. The travel is good and bad. <laughs> so I guess I kind of uh, went back on my own answer, but uh, going, being at the place is is great. Uh, it's getting there. That's that's the hassle. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I have your busy schedule here uh, and after uh, 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 getting through that that crazy match last night with the with the ladder match and 
everything. So uh, where can people follow uh, what's going on with you and uh, get further educated on social media? So uh, I mostly just stick to Facebook and Instagram. I know Twitter's supposed to be the big thing. Um, I just don't appreciate Twitter. Uh, never have been able to. So uh, both things, you can find me at Jacob Edwin. Uh, I've seen a lot of misspellings. It's J-A-K-O-B and E-D-W-I-N-N, all one word. If you look those up, you'll find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you know, Both are mutually exclusive. You'll find things on Instagram that you find on, won't find on Facebook and et cetera, vice versa. Um, you know, as far as like wrestling places, uh, most frequently, you know, you can find me just about anywhere, but RWA is every month, um, in, uh, Tennessee, you'll find me in pro wrestling mid South and, uh, coming up soon for a, a show called Millington mayhem. Uh, you'll also be able to find me in South Carolina for wrestle force, uh, and, uh, for, um, the show in Myrtle beach, S H O W. Uh, you also in West Virginia find me for a championship pro wrestling CPW. They uh, they mostly run around the summertime, uh, and you can if you follow me on social media, you will see the where those where and when those shows are going to be, you know, and the roles I'm going to be taking place in there. Awesome, go check that out. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you everybody out there with the uh, live stream and on the podcast uh, for uh, checking us out and expanding your own independent professional wrestling knowledge and so until next time please support indie wrestling this show is a member of the sorgatron media podcast network find out more at sorgatronmedia.com